Coming live from Richmond, Virginia, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Steve Preda, leadership team coach, author, podcast host, and he has the passion to help emerging privately owned businesses uh, thrive and, you know, and grow. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, AJ, for having me. It's exciting to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. So as the topic says, we'll be talking about how to 5x your business in five years with five principles. So uh, can you tell us more about this principle of yours exactly? Uh, firstly, you know, why should business leaders set an ambitious 5x growth target for the next five years? Firstly, let's try and understand that and then on to your principles. Yes. So, uh, so why be ambitious? Uh, why set an ambitious target? Well, the most important thing is that um, companies grow with great people. So you, you can grow your companies if you can attract and retain what we call A players into your company. And if you're not growing your business, it's going to be really hard to attract and retain those people because they are looking for a way to grow their careers, uh, to get better. And if your company is stalling, then it's not a good place for them to be. Okay. So firstly, you have to have a great team for yourself. And then, then you can think about anything else. A business is just a collection of people. And uh, your business is just as good as, as the people, the quality of the people that you have, uh, including the CEO, the founder, of course. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's number one for your growth. And if you have a great team, then they can solve any problem and they can tackle any challenge in your business. So that's number one is to have great people for your business. And if you are a growing company, you can attract them. Right. Then, then I guess the bigger challenge for them is the, is in today's time when there is this whole talk of the great resignation and a lot of people moving on towards that side. How does a company create a structure of peer accountability that will allow them to attract and keep A players? How does that work for them? Yeah, so the great resignation is is really, I mean, there could be many reasons for it, but one of the reasons is that people have uh, realized that they are not uh, beholden to these big companies. They don't have to work in a job that, that they don't like, where they cannot progress. So they are going to join companies where they uh, can uh, resonate with the purpose of the business and where they can be successful. And there are several uh, elements to this. And, I, you know, in... in our book with my co-author Gregory Cleary, we talk about the five pinnacle principles, the five principles that help you get there. Uh, one of them is peer accountability, as, as you mentioned. Another one is growth, but it's also important. Purpose is also important. Uh, playbooks are also important because you want to give the tools to your people so that they can be successful, even if they're not that experienced or, um, or intuitive yet because they are early in their careers. A performance, having the structure of peer accountability where 
It's not the CEO that is pulling all the strings, but people are working together and holding each other accountable to perform at a high level. That's important as well. And, uh, and ultimately, the byproduct of having great people uh, in the right seats, driven by a powerful purpose, executing your playbooks, performing at a high level, the byproduct is, is profit. Your business is going to be profitable. But there are also other ways to, uh, to make sure that you are at a high level of profitability and you can sustain it over time. Right, right. Talking of the great resignation, Steve, you see, uh, people can come and go. But businesses, if they have to have a vision, they have to have a vision for growth. And to achieve that growth, they have to have players with whom they can think of a long-term relationship, who will be a part of, the, of that growth journey with them. Now, that's the, best, uh, that's the new challenge, especially post-COVID. Or, at, or during COVID itself, that how do you keep those A players with you? Because they may think, they may decide to realign, recalibrate their lives. Individuals can do that. But companies will have their own goals and missions and visions. How do they get those A players in these post-COVID times to align with their vision which also matches with the life that they are seeing for themselves and their families. How do you see it with whatever different sort of permutation combinations, pinnacle, and we also talk about strategy squares framework. How do you see it? And then we come to your principles. Yeah, I mean, uh, how do you keep these people? How do you help them grow? Uh, you have to look after them. You have to mentor them, uh, coach them. Uh, this is one of the, uh, you know, one of the three practices that you recommend uh, under the people principle is that you uh, mentor your A players and A potentials. So A players, you define it by uh, people who are living your culture, who exhibit the core values of your organization, and those that perform at a high level, they are your A players, and those at, who are on track to doing that, who are growing into it, maybe not a nine or a 10 or a 10 scale, but maybe six to eight, they are your A potential. So what you want to do with them is you want to regularly sit down and talk about, uh, you know, uh, how they are doing in their own personal lives. They can interest in helping them as individuals, uh, giving them feedback and also getting their feedback. So how they see what's happening in the company, what's working, what's not working. Set your expectations for them because uh, A players, they want to have high expectations because it allows them to, to strive to becoming better. But you also want to know what their expectation is so that you can align also your business so that you fulfill your people's expectations. And also take time every quarter to re-energize the relationship, to make sure that your people understand what you stand for, that you, look at, that you care for them, uh, that you are... Uh, giving them open and honest feedback. They are interested in their feedback. You're exchanging mutual expectations uh, so that for the next two, three months, they will be re-energized that this is a great company uh, to work for and, uh, and they have a great boss that cares about them individually, not just their um, work contribution for the company. Okay, okay. So let me ask you one more question 
around this that bigger companies they have their wherewithal that they can hold their a players top employees with themselves fit with you know uh, getting them a part of their vision without with their you know better better ways of aligning their life the way they want to but what about you know smaller companies startups they need top class people because they are also in that race or requirement to you know scale their businesses to maybe grow five times 10 times uh, if they have, if you have got investor money uh, then you have much you have a much more imperative uh, sort of a uh, situation that you got to do it now how do they get those a players who have already attained certain degree of financial stability how do they get them aligned to their vision or business and ask them not to look for a life that they have set their eyes on i'm talking about a life of their own how do they work because they need a great deal of you know talent how does it work does it mean fractional c uh, fractional cxos how does it work well lo lots of topics there um so startup company you can talk about a funded startup where there are investors behind it who actually you put money into the company which allows that company to hire maybe more experienced people uh, or offer them stock compensation so you've got the funded startups which are in a in a better position than the bootstrapped startups where the entrepreneur is using their own you know whatever credit cards or their own savings to start the company now obviously when you are a funded startup you it's easier for you because you can pay a top uh, at the top of the range or you can offer stock options or stock for people and and then if they believe in in your company and and you, yourself as an entrepreneur they they gonna put in the hours required and the energy then you are a bootstrap startup and you're not able to you know you don't have a lot of money behind you you don't have a great reputation it's going to be a gradual process. You will probably not be able to attract the best people initially. Certainly, I could not in my company. It took me some time to establish my reputation and gradually attract better and better people um, to my business. But even then, uh, if you have a powerful vision, if you have a worthy uh, just cause that you are pursuing, it is going to be more attractive to people uh, than if you just uh, you know you're just putting one foot in front of the other and you're just in a survival mode and and you're not seeing very far ahead. So start with a, a vision and and sell it hard if you're an entrepreneur, and you will attract some people who really resonate with what you're trying to do, even if you cannot pay top dollars to them initially. Right, right. So let's leave at that. Uh, now coming to the main points itself now can you enumerate how you know one can 5x their business in five years with your five principles can you tell us about these five principles uh in as much detail as possible so that people can you know jot it down write it uh, you know just get it and understand it better yeah so um so so 5x so five times the value of the business that what we, we are talking about and that sounds uh, maybe an exaggerated concept, but actually it is not. 
And what it takes to do is, all you have to do is you have to grow your revenues by 20% for five consecutive year, years. Uh, if you do that, that uh, cumulatively, that's going to two and a half times the value of your business over five years. And if you double the net profit margin of your business over the same period, uh, let's say from 5% to 10% or from 10% to 20%, then it's going to be another two-time multiplier. So together, top line revenue, 20% for five years, and double the net profit margin, that's going to give you the 5x or more uh, in your valuation. Now, now, doubling the net profit margin is actually easier than you think because most companies have plenty of room to improve uh, profits by positioning and differentiating better, uh, by aligning their people around their vision, by creating consistency and scalability with playbooks, and by making sure everyone is performing at a high level. Uh, by creating this uh, peer accountability that we referenced earlier. So that's the idea of 5Xing. And, you know, my um, my clients and my co-authors' clients have been growing uh, over 20% a year for for five years, in my case, 12 years for, for my uh, co-authors' uh, case. So we know that it is possible. And we also, also know that improving net profit margin uh, dramatically is, is possible because most companies are not hitting on all cylinders with it and okay now and the princi five principles five principles so uh so the five principles are people purpose playbooks performance and profits so people means that you want to have the right people for your organization who can execute uh the right functions in the organization so first of all you want to make sure that you articulate the culture the core values that you want your people to exhibit and you define your organization, what it should look like. What are the major functions, sales, operations, finance, engineering, whatever the major functions and what are the outcomes that you need um, need to be delivered. And you, you pick the people who can deliver those outcomes for you and who live your core values and you coach them. So that's the people principle. The right. second, the purpose is all about um, the vision, the strategy, and creating the alignment. So you want to set out, okay, what are you? What is the purpose of your organization? What is your why as an organization? Uh, what is your long-term vision? And how how are you going to get there? How are you going to be different than other companies? What is going to be your strategy to get there? and make sure that everyone understands that. That's the alignment piece. On to the playbooks. So uh, playbooks is all about elevating your people and over time having everyone creating a bigger impact because you can only 5X the, the business if your leadership team members become five times more impactful themselves. So how do they do that? They delegate everything uh, routine, everything that they already mastered to people below them using playbooks. And they start working on doing higher level strategic leadership work themselves. So that's uh, the playbooks. Performance is all about hitting on all cylinders. So when you have your vision, you break it down. Okay, this is where we're going long term. This is where we're going medium term. These are going to be our major milestones. This is our annual strategic plan. And then you have core, quarterly objectives. 
and we have uh, weekly metrics that we are uh, measuring. So everyone has quarterly objectives. Everyone has their own metrics that they are focused on, on, uh, on hitting every week. And you have a meeting structure to make sure that you create that accountability that we talked about. And finally, profit is all about benchmarking your business to the elite players in your industry segment and then engineering your business to deliver the same profit as those benchmark companies and then sustain it uh, over uh, over time by building a unique strategy stack, I call it, a, a unique set of differentiating strategies that is going to protect your uh, business's advantage in the marketplace. Right. Right, Steve. Now, uh, out of this, let me get back to the people part of it. Now, there is rising stress, rising problems and rising unhappiness in several of workplaces. There was recently a BBC uh, report also on how, you know, people within organizations are resorting to passive aggressive tactics or behavior, which is destroying the culture within the organization, you know, and that's, that's something to be concerned about. Now you are a leadership coach. You talk to a lot of leadership, you give them guidance. Who takes care of people? Is it the human resource department or is it the top leadership? Because if human resources were so effective everywhere, then we would not be having this whole debate about workplace stress and everything. It means there is certain degree of some gap which is not getting addressed. And it's not only something which is happening at one place. It's happening across so many places. So how does, what would you advise to the leadership here? How to manage that part? Yeah, so leadership in the company should should develop at all levels. It's not enough to have a great CEO because that okay. CEO will not be able to be in constant contact with everyone in the company. Uh, the HR function will not do it because HR is uh, more, um, their job is to make sure that the policies are in place and okay. the company is doing the right things big picture, but it's gonna be hard for them to deal with individuals and, and to, to look after individuals. So I think that the solution is to create a culture of leadership and a culture of, um, of taking care of people. And, uh, and what I'm, you know, talked about earlier, making sure that everyone is coaching and mentoring their, the people that report to them. So you are in regular touch with your people you understand um what uh, is going on in their lives both personal and business what's working what's not working you are giving them uh, regular feedback you are getting feedback from them as well uh, they are clear on your expectations uh, and you're clear on their expectations what they want with their careers and if you do that and you model that behavior to the people below you and they do it for the people that report to them then you are going to be in a much better place. The other thing that's important is to make sure that everyone is connected to the vision of the organization uh, on a regular basis. So what we uh, recommend is that you have at least quarterly 
you pull all your people together to an all-hands meeting, and you share with them. This is why we are in business. Um, one of my clients' um, why is that they want to advance life at home. They are all in, about energy efficiency, and they want to convert houses into net zero, so they are no, no burden to the environment. And everyone is, you know, they share it with the team every quarter that this is why we are doing this. This is where we want to get to. We want to convert a million houses to net zero by 2040. In order to do that, this is what we have to achieve in the medium term. These are going to be our milestones. And this is our plan for the year. This is our plan for the quarter. And these are our core values. This is our one phrase strategy. This is how we are simplifying our strategy for you so you can take action on it. So they take the time to regularly reinforce the vision with the employees. And when you do the coaching, then uh, you are going to be in a much better position. And you have to make sure that the people in the organization, they leave your core values. If you have toxic people in the company that um, undermine your culture, you have to find those and you have to replace them with, with people who embrace your culture. Right. Right, Steve. I know you have to go, so I'll make this my last question. Uh, okay. So in terms of, you know, <coughs> for the for the companies, your thing is that you benchmark it with your peers within the industry and the top, top guys within the uh, sector or the industry itself. Now, for the smaller companies, how can they benchmark themselves or compete with the top guys if they benchmark themselves with, the, with them and especially in terms of pricing? And second is if a part of this same question is, please tell us about your, your bestseller, your book, uh, Pinnacle Five Principles That Take Your Business to the top of your of the mountain which is there i can see it in the back backdrop there it is so just tell us about that also along with the uh, question that i asked about benchmarking with your peers yes so so benchmarking allows you to compare yourself uh, and specifically the profitability of your company with the uh, elite of your industry and in the United States, the Internal Revenue Service, the tax authorities, they uh, you know, collect information about millions of companies and they publish a database where they stratify this information by 94 different business segments, different industry segments. And you can go on this uh, website and you can actually crunch. You have to crunch the numbers. It's not, uh, it's not uh, very straightforward. But if you crunch the number, you can see... Uh, the top 16% of companies, how they are performing, the bottom 16%, the average, and you can compare yourself to this top, I call it the top septile, the top one-seventh of, of your industry. So you know that, let's say you are in construction and your profitability is 8% of sales, is your net profit, but you will see that the top players are generating 16% net profit. So then you can investigate how they do that and you can uh, engineer your business to deliver that. So that's the benchmarking. Now, if you're a small company, um, it may actually be easier to be profitable or it may be harder. Uh, so that's a big topic, but there is a no man's land. So when you're a really small company and when the founder's impact is very direct, it, it tends to be uh, more profitable. And then you go through a phase where you, you add employees and you build a structure and then uh, it's going to decline. Your profitability is going to decline because you're building the infrastructure. 
And as you are scaling the infrastructure, the profitability increases again. But the biggest way for a small company to, um, to improve profitability and pricing is to differentiate, to be really clear about which niche market you are addressing and what is their pain that you are solving uh, and not just try to be all things to all people. So that's, uh, that's about the, the, the differentiation, a big topic. It's hard to uh, cover it completely in five minutes. And finally, the book, uh, so book is called Pinnacle, five principle, principles that take your business to the top of the mountain. So whether you are at sea level, in base camp, or already halfway to the top, um, in this book, we explain the five principles and the 15 underlying practices that you can uh, follow and then uh, create that 5x uh, growth in your business uh, value in five years. You and can buy it on Amazon right. and you can uh, access a free download on my website, stevepreda.com, S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-D-A.com. And, uh, and you can read the, the summary there for free. Right, Steve, right. In fact, I'll include a bit of information on the YouTube description so that it can help people to reach uh, you as well as how they can actually access your book and on Amazon and all. So thank you very much for, for your time, Steve. It was great learning from you. And I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from this. With My this, pleasure. Thank you, AJ, for this, having me. Right. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you very much. Thank you.